Welcome to the Manor. Welcome back to the Twin Terrors Macabre Manor of Mead, Middle, and Mayhem. I'm James. And I'm Jody. And this sound you hear right now is the sound of me trying, <laughs> son of a bitch, <laughs> <There we go. laughs> to open the Trooper. Woo! Premium mm. British beer from Cheshire, England. Trooper. Mm. I'm pouring this beer right now. It's a lovely, golden, beautiful, kind of a dark gold, almost reddish. Huh. Once all the bubbles go, it's way more red. <laughs> <laughs> if you couldn't figure it out, I'm going to discuss Iron Maiden's The Trooper. Yeah. The beer. Yeah. The song. Yeah. The historical context. Yeah. Context. context. Take a drink. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I, I join you, but I can't get that where I live right now. So. Oh. Well, when you move up here, you can. Oh. Yeah. You do realize that's the only reason I'm... No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> hey, whatever works for me. <laughs> whatever gets you here, man. <laughs> the beer, the legalized prostitution, whatever. Wait, what? <laughs> oh, sorry. That's, I wasn't supposed to say anything yet. That's in the works. All right. <laughs> <sighs> the Trooper, made by Robinsons. It's uh, so, so I will say Robinsons is a tenant pub thing they have over like 300 tenanted pubs and in the english system that's where they own the pub and like all the taps so if you go to that place you're probably only going to be able to get robinson's beers and and i don't yeah, care if they've got trooper on tap i don't care <laughs> <laughs> british system from what i understand and our english friends scottish friends can obviously tell me that i'm a moron and i'm wrong <laughs> uh, i do it all the time and see yeah <laughs> even when it's not true it, it usually is yeah, <laughs> but but they like a lot of the pubs are tenanted, so and a lot of places are owned, so you can't get a nice mixture. They're not like our sports bars or our Irish pubs or British pubs here, so it's a, it's a little different. But maybe it's not. I don't know. Maybe it's not that bad. But you're right. If they have Trooper, and I've had other Robinsons beers, are they're quite good. You've had it though, right? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I said, we were able to buy it here for a while, and even the ones I several different styles of it. But I think we're just talking about the, the original one today, right? Right. Just the original. Although okay. I have notes on almost all of them now. <laughs> okay. Um, so what would you think about it when you had it? Do you even remember very well? If it's been a while. I like it. Like, I wish I could buy more of it here. <laughs> <laughs> it has been a little while since I've had it. Um, and I've, I've never been really good at doing beer reviews. Uh, see, I, I stopped doing them a while back because it's taking away from my enjoyment of the beer because I cared too much about writing yeah. them in. Uh, but I will say... Uh, no, it's, it's, a, it's a good beer, though. I, I, I enjoy it yeah. when I get it. Yeah, I, I didn't write anything down, but as I'm drinking it now, so here's, here's my nerdum for beer. Again, if you don't like craft beer, that's cool. If you like your Bud and Miller and Coors and Corona, you know what? More power to you if that's what you like. But I'm... Yeah, <laughs> that's going to be fun of you, but... <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, I don't make fun of the people who drink that beer because of the beer. I, I just like making fun of Thompson. <laughs> <laughs> don't we all? <laughs> so, so here, I'm going to be a nerd. So as I taste this, which I've done a few You're times now. going to be a nerd? I'm going to be a bigger nerd. <laughs> <laughs> there, there is no <laughs> infinitum here, so I can keep going up a little bit. <laughs> there you go. But yeah, it's, it's malty. It's only 4.7 uh, ABV, so it's, it's not super strong. Yeah. Um, smooth and creamy. You know, when I hold it up to the light, it's golden. A little bit away from the direct light, it's a nice, 
deep golden, maybe slight reddish hue and it's malty and biscuity, that nice English biscuity type of ESB thing. And it's earthy, little hints of citrus floral type of thing. But yeah, it's, it's a wonderful British English bitter. Bitter like our souls. <laughs> yeah. So we, we've talked about Bruce Dickinson a few times uh, and, and yeah. what a renaissance man he is. Yes. You know, famous, world famous musician, flies jetliners, Olympic level fencer, and a wonderful human being who prefers real ale. <laughs> yeah. Um, there's a camera. I didn't have this written down. Campaign for real ale. Something. I don't know. There's a campaign in England because they're losing their traditional beer styles and methods. And oh, yeah. 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 So, so it's real ale. And uh, so Bruce loves real ale, which is a cast condition. You, you just do a hand pull type of thing. It doesn't use CO2 or nitro. And it's a little smoother, a little creamier, served a little warmer. Oh, man. I love places with hand pulls. Um, <clears throat> for beer also. <laughs> stay, stay on, stay on, stay on, uh, yeah, stay on topic. I thought you were going to do the Star Wars, stay on target, stay on target. <laughs> I, that's where my brain kept trying to go. <laughs> and I knew that wasn't where I wanted to go. And I was actually, my brain was fighting with itself on where to go with it. <laughs> Uh, fuck you, Red Leader. I got this guy with asthma on my back. <laughs> I was also trying to find a way to throw Rub and Tug in there, too. <laughs> well, kudos. You managed. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, really good beer. Pictures uh, Eddie with the, the red British uh, red, you know, lobster back, <laughs> um, which yeah. comes, uh, from what I understand, from them getting whipped and the welts. It's not so much the red coat as the punishment, which would give them all welty red marks on their back and, you know, look like lobsters. But, oh, I've hmm. never heard that. But, yeah, that would make sense. And, you know, did match the, the red coat. So, yeah, it's got the red coat and the, the Union flag, which I always heard was different than the Union Jack. The Union Jack was what was flown on the naval vessels. But I, I guess there's some disagreement on that now. And they're saying, no, nah, it's, it's either no matter what. Huh. Did not know that. I've always heard it referred to as the Union Jack. I've never heard that there was a difference. Okay, Although, cool. in uh, Sweden, the Swedish market, the label had uh -huh. to be cropped, and it only showed Eddie's head because they have some sort of law or prohibition against violent images on their marketing and labels and everything. Oh, okay. And since he's dressed up like a uh, soldier. Soldier and his With a sword kind of all military uniform. Yeah. yeah. Okay. <sighs> I could, Which, yeah, that would make sense. It does, although one of the things I'll talk about in a little bit, but it comes with the label too, is recognizes bravery. It's mm -hmm. not necessarily the violence, the violence inherent in a system. Yes. <laughs> watery tart through you a sword. Sorry, try to stay on topic. Yes. Um, hey, at I, least it was British. See, there we go. <laughs> <laughs> but they're, they're not sugarcoating anything. And no. You know, you, I, I get that they want to stay neutral and everything, but I think it's better to recognize that there's violence, which is horrible, to try mm -hmm. to maybe prevent that violence in the future. Yeah, that's a very good point. I, I liked it. <laughs> <laughs> that's kind of what I have on the beer now. I mean, it's neat. And, and yeah. Jody had mentioned that they have several Iron Maiden beers, uh, uh, quite a few of them in the Trooper line, but a few others that, you know, they're, I guess they're all the Trooper line, maybe. Yeah. 
whatever. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll figure that out when we get to those. Yeah. Um, well, well, the label, the image on the label is based on Eddie's, it was based on the, the, the Trooper artwork that they, they had uh, Derek Riggs do for the single, The Trooper. Yeah. And we'll get it. And I think James is planning on getting into what the song's about. So that would, you know, the, the fact that he's in a military uniform and it's all kind of shot up has a sword it all kind of fits in with that too so a bit although on the label he doesn't have the sword he only has the flag his, oh, okay. his, okay. his other hand is like it's a fist so the sword would easily fit in but i'm guessing because of the label the sword would have been it would have shown the hilt without making the label weird so they just took it out possibly yeah okay <sighs> cool anyway so that's the beer it's fantastic and, and we're actually planning on doing a series of these for all of the iron maiden beers yeah Hopefully this will make everybody go out and buy Trooper Ale because you should. It's a lovely, lovely thing. Yes, it is. It's quite enjoyable. I wish I had some. You do. <laughs> as long as it's not mine. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> I mean, they, they do come in the full Imperial pint bottles. So, you know, it's 20 ounces. You could share. You know, if you're here, we can both have 10 ounces. Uh, could. If you're not, I'm already half done. Yeah. <laughs> See? <laughs> so what would you like to do next? The song or like things about the song or what, like the historical aspect of the song and stuffs. Uh, let's talk about the song first. All right. The song from 83's Peace of Mind. Uh-huh. Second single released on June 20th, 83. Ooh. Single peaked at 12 in the UK and in Ireland and uh, 28 in the US. Yes. A shout out to our Nova Scotian fans. Woo, Nova Scotia. <laughs> Actually, well, that's not the Nova Scotia charts. It hit number five in Canada. Oh, cool. Yeah, cool. Number five in Sweden and uh, and number one in um, Spain. But when I say Canada, uh-huh. Spain, Sweden, UK for those next spots, that was the live version that came out a little bit later. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, I um, that was in the early 2000s. I remember that. Yes. Yes, it was. Yeah. Have it written down here someplace. Can't find it. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't remember exactly what year, and I don't remember which album they took that from because there were two live albums at that point. But all right, because I remember what the two B sides were on the original singles from Peace of Mind. The first one was Flight of Icarus, and I think the Flight of Icarus B side was a cover of oh shit, Montrose. Montrose. Um, I've got the fire by Montrose, but the Troopers B side which got airplay in the States was a cover of Jethro Tull's Cross-Eyed Mary and EMI records or Capitol records actually here in the States, who was the American distributor for EMI, because I think they were actually owned by EMI. They were pushing the band to allow them to release Cross-Eyed Mary as an A-side. And of course the band said, hell no, (laughs) we're not releasing a cover song as a A A-side to a single. In case you don't know, Iron Maiden songs don't typically get a lot of airplay in the States. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. Um, but I, my understanding is the Trooper itself actually got some airplay in the States too, but I'm, I'm not sure how much. I've, I've heard more about Cross-Eyed Mary getting airplay. I have heard that uh, Trooper got, like, for an Iron Maiden song, significant airplay. But again, that yeah. was for heavy metal. Yeah. And... So. uh Death on the Road, 2005? Okay, yeah. That's, I, I couldn't remember if it was that or the Rock and Rio album, but I was thinking it was more Death on the Road. 
Well, I actually found my note that says 2005, which made me think, okay. that, you know, death on the road. But yes, that's that would be more correct. So anyway, so, so the song itself is about yes. the charge of the Light Brigade from the uh, Crimean Wars. Yes. Crimean War. Uh, I don't think they're wars, but war. Based on the poem by, uh, as I always get the order his name goes in. <laughs> it's Alfred Lord Tennyson. Yeah, because you want to say Lord comes first. That's the way I always try to say it, and then I always see it written out, and I'm like, no, apparently I'm wrong. <laughs> That's not it. Yes, an excellent poem. Well, hell, I don't know. I, I don't want to waste like 10 minutes reading it when everybody can go out and find it easily, but yes, very descriptive about the charge. So the charge was the it's an actual event. Yeah. yeah, actual event, the Crimean War. It was one of the things that led to the eventual demise of light cavalry <laughs> being used for warfare. But yeah, so here we go. Charge of the Light Brigade during the Battle of Balaclava in 1854. During the Crimean War, in the actual battle, the charge occurred on October 25th, 1854. So, yeah. So, what they had to do was they had this mile-long corridor where the Russians had cannon and artillery and all sorts of weapons pointed. And light cavalry, uh, so I, I'm going to kind of ignore my notes because I hopefully have <laughs> them enough. Uh, sorry, I'm on my eighth beer of the day. So, there's a miscommunication where... They noticed the Russians moving some items around, and they wanted somebody to go just sort of scope them out. And that's what light cavalry is for. They're, they're skirmish. Yeah. You know, they do recon. They do skirmish. They're not armored. Uh, the weapons they use are very different because, you know, instead of heavy armor, they, they may have some sort of a lance or a light sword type of thing. Mm -hmm. um, but, yeah, they're, they're, they might, you know, if the enemy's retreating, they might go fast and hunt down the the other side who's running away because they're they're light they're quick the horses are quick they're not armored so they're supposed to they think they're supposed to go scope it out and see what's going on but somehow the order got fouled up between the two or three people that between issuing it and the person gave it and then the couple people in the room and their understanding so yeah uh it was the uh 17th lancers and, and some others but the 17th lancers specifically the uh, the death or glory boys which yeah, they, they achieved both. Yeah. And their, their skull, uh, skull, their, their cap emblem, their cap badge was skull and crossbones. <laughs> I'm pretty apropos. <laughs> uh -huh. Yeah. But there's this like mile long corridor that they had to rush down and the Russians were just pounding them with artillery. And if you read the poem, if you listen to the song and I, and I did write down my favorite lyrics from the song that I'll read in a second, but they're just, uh, it's bloody. I mean, this cavalry is going down oh, yeah. this corridor and you can read accounts from people that were there. And he says, like the, the guy next to him, the sergeant got a, an eight pound ball through the chest and it just blew a hole in his chest that he kept going for a little bit. And somebody else got their head blown off, but they kept riding for a little bit. And he almost freaked out because he thought like the guy was still going without his head. And we, <laughs> oh, man, um, horses screaming, horses getting shot and blood flying up in people's face. It was pretty brutal. You can actually re read words like the slosh of a 12-pound shot as it tears through flesh. That's, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they yeah. are. <laughs> One of the, the little quotes I saw was, is because of those blundering aristocrats. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because they were typically your, your officers. 
yeah, they're, they're the ones who issued the command and relayed the command and then took the command. And so, yeah, I mean, the whole, the whole brigade, were, brigade were the 17th Lancers. You had the, the 4th and 13th Light Dragoons, uh, the 8th and 11th Hussars. Uh, so, you know, it was multiple things, but the 17th mm -hmm. Lancers are kind of who they focus on when they, they talk about this. Yeah, it was something like, what, 500 men? Because this is what I remember from the poem is charged the 500. Uh, so, yeah, they have different estimates. In fact, um, one person estimated the number of people who died to be 666. <laughs> well, that's a little bit more than 500. It is. It, the poem, um, I can't remember if the poem said 500 or if there's another big newspaper thing at the time, um, but they, they estimated over 600 also. Or maybe the poem says 600. I don't remember. It's been a while since I've read it. And the video for the song um, includes footage from a movie about it. And they actually, I think it was a silent film and there are actually intertitle cards that have parts of the poem in it. Oh, neat. I, I don't remember that from the video, but I, I know it's uh, 1936's Charge of the Light Brigade with Olivia de Howland and Errol Flynn. That's how I figured out it was a poem. Uh, here we go. the song. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I looked it up because it's gonna drive us nuts and screw it. I'm gonna read the first few lines. Ready? Okay, yes. Half a league, half a league, half a league onward, all in the valley of death, rode the 600. Okay. Forward the light brigade, charge for the guns, he said. Into the valley of death, rode the 600. Ah, yeah. so, okay. I don't know why I keep thinking 500, but yes. Yeah, so. <laughs> it's a nice round number. <laughs> yeah. And what I think you wrote this, uh, like, weeks after they, so one of the neat things, <laughs> blood, death, gore. Um, yeah. This may be considered the first modern war for several reasons and one of those was actually the media attention on it so there were pictures and write-ups and newspaper and and all sorts of things um i mean the, the international alliance the trench warfare the modern weapons with the shells and railroads and telegraph which helped the uh, media hype and everything so alfred <laughs> lord tennyson found out about all this really soon because it's the newspapers and i think it was within Four weeks, six weeks, seven, like really soon after the actual battle, he wrote this poem and put it out. You want to know my other part that I like from the poem? What's that? I noticed you didn't actually say yes. You just know I'm going to do it. So, <laughs> uh, Yeah. <laughs> At the end, when can their glory fade or the wild charge they made honor the light brigade? And I like that. Like who remembers this? Who's going to remember this after a while? And, and I'm assuming as Americans, we, we don't know about this unless you're Iron Maiden fans. I bet, like, oh, yeah, unless you're a Maiden fan and even only half of those have any idea what the song's about. Yeah. But, but I wonder if English, you know, English schools, British schools would actually still remember. Um, I don't know, but I know we have some listeners in the British Isles, so maybe they could answer that question for us. That'd be swell of them. Yeah. I, I will say they at least remembered 36 years later. Now, Ruder... Rudyard, damn it, <laughs> drank so much today and I, they can't pronounce his name at the best of times. Rudyard Kipling? Is it Rudyard? Huh. Rudyard. I've always heard it pronounced Rudyard. I've heard Rudyard. But you know why? I may be the only person who's ever said it to me. <laughs> <laughs> Ru Rudyard sounds much more correct. <laughs> yes. So more Rudyard, correct. <laughs> more, more, yes, more correct. It is more correct to say Rudyard than Rudyard, but Rudolph is completely wrong. <laughs> uh, 
Um, but 36 years later, he wrote a poem called The Last of the Light Brigade because the last survivors, besides the tortoise who was a mascot during the war, so not even the Light Brigade, but the whole war, this tortoise died like 100 years later. But yeah, the last guy, the last men who survived the actual charge were dying and he wrote a song about, uh, wrote a song, he wrote a poem. But I bet you could put the poem to music and make it a song. I, I'm surprised Steve Harris has it. <laughs> well, Trooper's so good. There, there's, yeah. Yes, it, it is con- probably considered, well, definitely it's considered one of Iron Maiden's best songs ever. Um, I would almost, I would almost say from audience reactions, I, well, I don't know about best, but I would say it's a lot of people's, it's probably the majority of Maiden's fans' favorite. <laughs> what, what's, uh, what's your favorite Maiden song? Do you have one? Trooper's definitely up there. Um, I, I'm I'm always partial to Aces High because that's the first Iron Maiden song I heard all the way th- through. Huh. I don't know, Run to the Hills. I don't know. Maybe one of those three. Uh, Hallowed Be Thy Name definitely is up there. And we'll talk about that when we drink the Hallowed beer. Yes. Yes. I'd have a hard time picking any of them as my favorite. <laughs> There's just so yeah. many good songs. Yeah. Mine, uh, I think if I had to pick one, Fear of the Dark. I think it called to me because when I was a young child, anything dark, evil, weird, even nighttime, scared mm-hmm. like just the dark, scared the crap out of me. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I obviously outgrew that. But but I can understand Steve's writing on it. You know, you have a nightmare. and um, But I do say I like their Flight 666, uh-huh. their version on that one. I love that. That was yeah, that was pretty good too. <laughs> Argentina. <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyway. Well, anyway. Back to the trooper. <laughs> Back to the trooper. So yeah, I mean that's background on this story. There's more. I mean, we can talk about the the actual names of the people and more, but I, I don't know if anybody really, you know. That's a long list. Uh, well, I've only got the half dozen main people. <laughs> you know, it's the people who kind of screwed up the orders, but I don't know. Yeah, don't know worst it. game of telephone ever. <laughs> uh, I've been waiting to work that in. I, every time you, every time you mention screwed up the orders like that, I'm like, wait, wait, wait. I got to drop this in somehow. Uh, they, uh, <laughs> damn it. Uh, there's uh, the, the actual war itself is. Like there are some interesting things. Soldier's Prayer is a wonderful song that talks about some say he went down to hell. Some say he went to heaven. Some say he went to hell. Some say he fucked the devil and the devil's wife as well. <laughs> just the Soldier's Prayer song. It's awesome. They, they talk about the Fiddler's Green, which is a, uh, they used it for all the sor- soldiers in the war. Mm-hmm. But it was a old sailor thing that if you'd sailed the seas for 50 years, you died. You go to Fiddler's Green, just a sort of a summer land type of thing where there's mirth and ale music constantly fiddler a fiddler playing 24 hours a day and dancing and just grand fun and and it's just huh yeah i just have no i've I've heard of fiddler's green wait you know who florence nightingale is too right yes was she part of that war she is famous because of this war not the the charge but the war yeah the war okay yeah she's a, a nurse she's known for helping out with medical science she's a statistician a social reformer and a mystic she actually wrote books on mysticism although it's very hard to find them piqued my interest on that now yeah i'm, I'm gonna look more too but if you find them yeah well yeah i'll say if i find them i'll make i'll get, I'll get you copies <laughs> yeah. and uh, cardigans you know the little button-up 
sweatery thing, kind of like what Mister Rogers would wear. Not the band. Not not the band. The the cardigan, the sweater. <laughs> hey, you know the band had a the band had a really cool uh, cover of Black Sabbath's Iron Man. Sorry, I was taking a drink of Trooper. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> a really oh. weird cover version of Iron Man, but I'll look that up later. Yeah. Yeah, the cardigans were uh, invented during this war. Cool. And because of one of the, the people in charge. And so were raglan sleeves. Uh, it helped sabers. You know, like the MLB uniforms where the, the sleeve is sort of a different color because of how it's attached. Yeah. Uh, MLB, Major League Baseball, for those of you outside the United States, or for those of you in who hate baseball, looking at you, Sam. <laughs> yep. Invented <laughs> during this war. Cool. Uh, I could go into more about all sorts of things. but So, so the song. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. I, I, I like Murray and Smith's uh, harmonized lead riff yes. there at the beginning. That is just yes, so awesome. Um, uh, do you, do we want to drop some snippets of the song in? That that was my plan. I had actually thought about doing that. Um, okay. So do you do you have a digital copy, or do you need me to send you one? Uh, you can send it, and if I don't have it by the time I'm setting this up, I'll spend a buck fifty. <laughs> Okay. I actually, I, oh, well, depends. Do you want to do the live? I do have digital of the live. No, yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Go okay. ahead with the live. Is it the, um, it's from uh, flight 666. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead with that. Which I find hilarious because the live version, which came out flight 666 was, uh, 2011. So years after the original, like 30 yeah. almost, it's faster than the studio version by a fair bit. I listened to them both back to back. And I'm like, holy crap, you guys are ancient now. And check this shit out. That does not surprise me at all. <laughs> <sighs> Um, so, for example, and we'll talk more about the song, but no, nobody won. The, the, the Brits were so pissed off. Like, they lost so many people on the way in. Once they got there, they were uh -huh. so pissed off. There was no stopping them. <laughs> they just mowed down. I, I can believe that. <laughs> yeah, they, <laughs> and they, I don't blame them either. <laughs> no, they saw their friends die right there. They mowed down every Russian fucker they could possibly do. Don't have it in front of me, but one of the things was a russian saying how drunk were you and like this is later and the brig goes we weren't we were sober had we, we been drunk we would have taken over all of motherfucking russia by now <laughs> first i'm i'm paraphrasing i don't think motherfucker was part of that quote but <laughs> uh, he may have been thinking it though <laughs> yeah. yeah you'll you'll take my life and i'll take yours too that's exactly what happened i'm i'm gonna die i'm gonna take yeah. out some of you fuckers also you took my life, but I'll take his tail. If I am asking, but I'll run it through. So when you're waiting for the next attack, you better stand up, don't turn your back. And, and what I mentioned earlier about not sugarcoating, we won't live to fight another day. There's yeah. no sugarcoating that. War is hell. It's gory. It's horrible. Mm -hmm. But the boys are talking about the bravery, camaraderie. This is what we have to do. It's in front of us. Mm -hmm. And I can respect that. As much as I don't like war, I can respect the soldiers. Yeah, definitely. What about the drums? That oh, sort of God. <laughs> <laughs> Nico's drumming on that song is just, it's just lights out, man. I mean, it just, it kills me. <laughs> and it's, it's not just how good it is. I mean, it's, it's fantastic no matter what. 
you got those fills yeah. across him, but he'll do this bit. And then all of a sudden it's like a gallop because of the way he does it because yeah. of the sort of extra beats in there. It sounds to me, cause I know what the song's about like motherfucking yeah. horsing, horsing gallop, <laughs> no, a horse, <laughs> a horse galloping. <laughs> yeah. Well, and they see the thing is they, they had been using a, you know, like a galloping rhythm to a lot of their songs prior to that. But the, yeah, you're right. The way Nico plays the drums in this, the, the, the drum pattern on it, 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 does sound more like a, an actual horse horse gallop or a charge. Lyrics are awesome. Steve's bass playing is awesome. Bruce's singing is awesome. Yes. Especially the refrain, if I can paraphrase. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> Oh, 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 uh, Maybe you should drop that in, too. <laughs> All right, here it is. <laughs> I, you know, recently, uh, I've started watching uh, some YouTube videos from uh, different vocal court co coaches. Uh, one of them, I'm trying to remember which one it is. I think it was the Scottish one. I can't remember her name. But she's... She's done a couple of different Iron Maiden ones, and she always picks a live one. And she did the first one she did was I don't remember what song it was, but it was it was from a live recording from uh, 1982. So it was during the Number of the Beast tour when Bruce was still you know young and his voice was more acrobatic. <laughs> <laughs> um, and she did the more recent one she did was I believe it was for the Trooper. It may have been this one. It may have been the flight six six six. She she talked about how his his voice has changed, and I don't remember how she phrased it. But then you know she she made a point of saying that she wasn't saying that it was bad, just that you could tell that it was an older, that he was older, and that his voice was not as dynamic as it had been, but that he was still capable of doing what he had done <laughs> years ago. <laughs> Bruce knows how to take care of himself. Yeah. That's that's all. I mean, I've got more. I could talk about the causes of the war because of Russian aggression and the issues with Eastern Orthodoxy and Western Christianity and the Brits and the French not liking things and could go into more details on eh. the names. But, you know, I, eh. that sounds kind of boring as fuck now. I've got it written down and I'm thinking, who wants to listen to that? <laughs> well, if we were doing more of a history podcast, I... <laughs> Well, yeah. I say, yeah, let's talk about that, but yeah, we're not. We're not. We're we're doing the con the, the the context. We're doing the podcast that talks about the context. And yeah, you're all, of course, intelligent, discerning listeners. That's why you listen to us. We know that yes. you can go out and read this. Yes. <laughs> Look it up. <laughs> all right. I think that's all I have on it. Is there anything you'd like to add, my good uh, sir? No. I think that's it. Cool. It's good beer. Go drink it. <laughs> oh, it's good. I'm just about done. Back, hold on. Wait, here we go. Hold on. Gorgeous. I was going to say you suck, but then again, I had the uh, old engine oil on tap. So <laughs> <laughs> if I'd been drinking anything else but the trooper, that might have lowered my enjoyment of it. But it's the trooper, <laughs> motherfucker. <laughs> Although you did make me sad. <laughs> Someday. People will know that reference. <laughs> I'll get that episode finished. <laughs>
uh-huh. soon, actually. Uh-huh. <laughs> Holding my breath. <laughs> All right, then. Well, until uh, next time, I'm James. I'm Jody. We'll talk to you guys later. Bye. The Macabre Manor is brought to you by the Twin Terrors. All rights reserved. Stay tuned for some fun outtakes. What kind of silliness is that? <laughs> Such language. Oh, I do declare. <laughs> it's like the ice ice capades, but it's the ice capos. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking philologist. And maybe this encyclopedia. I'm not sure. Encyclopedia. I am ready. <laughs> I'm not dead yet. Yeah. <laughs> All right. You ready? I'm ready. You ready? I'm ready. You ready? I'm Freddy. Hi, Freddy. I'm Ben Dover. <laughs> <laughs> ben, glad to meet you. <laughs> yeah, for a long time they said the Union Jack was for nuclear vessels. <clears throat> I don't know that you can really call those B-sides anymore. Um, <laughs> there is no well, I just... you're either correct or you're not. No. <laughs> it's okay to say that a tomato is a vegetable. It's really wrong to say that it's a suspension bridge. <laughs> Are you an alcoholic? Can't answer. Drinking. <laughs> um. Yeah, see, how awesome was that? Oh, sorry. I, I was headbanging. <laughs> As soon as I finished, drank a shower beer while I was in the shower. <laughs> then what? Drank a, drank a, you've never had shower beer? No. Oh, it's gore. You come in, you're sweating your ass off from mowing or running or hiking or doing something outside. You come in, you get, because you don't want a hot shower. Of course, you know, it's not cold, but you just pull a beer out straight from the fridge and it stays cool enough. You just put it up someplace out of the waterway and while you're Shower, you, you take a drink between the shampooing or the washing of the armpits or the nut sack or whatever, just in between. <laughs> and, and my showers don't last very long, but with all that in there, uh, I take almost the last drink as I dry off. And then as soon as I'm dried off, I take that last. Oh, it's just beautiful. Shower beers are the best. <laughs> Still, the, the fact that dinner was only an hour ago and now I'm on my number three I just finished. <laughs>